from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I'm sure it would be helpful, but you got to remember, they went through this last year. They, they dabbled in the Antonio Brown situation last year, and Russell Wilson was a big advocate for signing him then. They weren't able to do it. He ends up in Tampa Bay with his buddy Tom Brady, and they win the Super Bowl. It could certainly end like that again. The Seahawks actually looked into Antonio Brown two off-seasons ago after the Raiders released him, but the Patriots signed him for more than the Seahawks were willing to go. So they've kind of been monitoring this player for a while, and I don't think it would surprise anybody if he ended up in Seattle, but they have shown there's only a, a, there's a point they're willing to go to and not beyond in order to get him. Hmm. That didn't sound like Graziano there. Huh. Who's an information guy? I'm going to go with Graziano anyway, but it really didn't sound like him. That's it? correct. Oh, it was Graziano. Yeah. Ah, it was. Okay. It didn't sound like him. Hmm. By the way, we should have banned Graziano for a week after his London comments last week. Yeah, I know, man. That wasn't uh, that wasn't cool. I mean, I, I'd really like to, you know, obviously go at him right now, but I'm so depleted from my energy yeah. levels. <laughs> so just give me some time, um, and then I'll talk about Graziano later. But, yeah, I wasn't a fan of what he said about London, obviously. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, hey. Did uh, something not sports related, but I'm redoing the uh, floors in the the house. So he took the carpet out. Sure. I'm one of these guys, by the way. Like you, you don't own a house right now, right? But you no. sold yours recently. I did. Uh, so you, what's the longest you've lived in a place? Actually, <laughs> like in, in a, a house. In a house. Yeah, that you've owned. Like uh, oh, that, that you've I've owned. owned? Uh, two years, three years. Okay, so you weren't really in it long enough to do a whole lot to it. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. See, like. Like, so many of my friends and people that I know, like, they do stuff in their house, like, all the time. Like, my best friend, Pat, from home. I mean, he, he first of all, he's a painter by trade anyway, so he can do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But he's always doing something. Like, redoing his kitchen, redoing the deck, redoing the front steps, redoing the this, redoing <laughs> sure, the that. Sure. I'm like, my gosh, man. I mean, how much money are you going to spend on this house? But he wants, like, his dream house, and he's kind of the way he wants it built, and he can do a lot of it. And so it's cool. Like, I, I don't mind it, but... I've been, we've been in our house for 13, going on 13 years, nice. and like we okay maintain the house, like it's not a mess, you know, and we don't have dogs or anything, so like the, the baseboards and the paint has stood the test of time pretty good, even after the kids running around and marshmallow baseball and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah. But we don't do a lot. Like, I've had to do the AC units, I've had to do, uh, just recently had to paint, had to do like garage doors. But I really don't do a lot. Did that so, outdoor fireplace come with it, or did you do that? <laughs> I did do that, actually. Oh, yeah. I've done more recently. Bought it as uh, is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that wasn't an as is. That was an addition. Okay. But uh, so, but I really don't do a lot to the house. Like, I don't know why. I just, I, I hesitate to say I don't care what it looks like, <laughs> but I really don't care to the point where I need to go put $30,000 into my house like and redo my kitchen and bathroom and everything every three years. God bless See, you if you do. You yeah. keep the world turning. I love you. But uh, I, that's just not me. I, I guess I come from the philosophy of, like, I would care if I know I'm going to be in it for a long period of time. True. Um, like, my last house, I mean, I knew, like, eventually we're going to downsize when my wife went to med school. Then when she graduates, then we'll probably look at something else. So, like, that was always kind of the plan. So, like, the last house that we're at, it wasn't like, oh, you know, like I'm going to go above and beyond because it, I knew it wasn't going to be ours forever. 
Yeah. But like, you know, eventually we move into that, as they call it on uh, HGTV, your forever home. Then I'll, I'll probably spend some time. That's what they call it, Brent. That's a big buzzword now on HGTV. Uh, I should know. I watch it, you know, every other day with my wife. I don't choose to. That's that's her choice. That's her prerogative. But that's Has she started watching that marriage or mortgage show? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Look out. Yeah. 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 Dumb. <laughs> Dumb show. I got in trouble because I just said, why wouldn't you go mortgage every single and then, time? And then eventually yeah. get married. I agree. Right? And then eventually yeah, get married. And then figure yeah. that out down the line. Yeah. yeah. Well, who came up with, I, mean, I can come up with a better idea right now, honestly, but mm-hmm. whatever. But with that being said, yeah, Brent, once we find that forever home, then I'll start spending some time, uh, you know, like remodeling stuff just the way I want it. Beanbag chairs, everything, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, this is, <laughs> beanbag chairs would be great. I love beanbag uh, chairs. This is, this is, uh, my mom can make you a beanbag chair, by the way, if you want one. Can you uh, really? the, yeah, I mean, uh, she's made can, awesome. it, can it handle my stature though? Yeah, I, well, I, I like know. a pretty big beanbag chair now. I was gonna say we have extra beans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. so uh, I've also been blessed, and this is nothing wrong with if if you are the like to do the renovations and you have an eye for that stuff. But Steph doesn't care either. Yeah. All right, so yeah. Steph's not like, hey, we really need to redo this. We need to redo. and listen, like my sister's like that. She wants to redo her house, all this stuff, like. Again, we're just not like that for whatever reason. And so some of it's kind of the way you're saying. Like, I worked in Louisiana for six months. I worked in Providence for two and a half years. I had a house in Providence. It was a duplex. So, I mean, we did a little, but not a lot. We weren't there long enough. We lived in Albany for five years. And probably if I stayed there any longer, I would have had to paint the house. And it was like cedar shingles. So it probably would have been pretty expensive. Uh, And we redid a bathroom while we were in that house for five or six years. Okay. Uh, And... But so what happens in our business? Like I don't know how long I'm going to be anywhere either, mm-hmm. right? I'm not. I don't know how long I'm going to be in Jacksonville when I first move here. So why am I going to go put all this money into my house? Well, now we've been here 12, 13 years. We're not going anywhere. Like fire me tomorrow, and I'll probably go find a job somewhere else, and we're not going anywhere. So now you start looking at okay, we'll probably be in the house for another 10, 12 years, something like that, and then maybe downsize when the kids are done. And so we, I did have to paint finally. Like we're like five, five years over. I'm, I'm surprised of all that stupid stuff the HOA does. Like we got another letter the, recently on the HOA because there was a like a spot of dirt on the on the driveway sure. that they said we need to pressure wash. Yeah. Okay. Well, they didn't notice the 800 cracks in my stucco home, and they didn't write me a letter about that apparently for the last five years. Yeah. So I don't know what the heck that guy's looking at, but. Uh, anyway, we do we redo that because it's got to be done. And now, you know, maybe we'll have to paint it one more time before we sell it down the road. Uh, but long story short, which is now it's getting a long story, we needed a new couch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we buy this couch like six years ago, and it starts to like uh, pull uh, like from sweating. I think on the couch, quite frankly, it's actually started to peel. And so it looks awful. Like it's bad. It's embarrassing. Like you wouldn't even want it in your home for like for like a week. It's been in our house for like a year and a half, okay? Sure. That'll give you an idea like what we care about. But I was like, we really got to get a new couch. And then the TV has a line in it. And, you know, so the TV's like, okay, maybe it's a good time to get a new TV. It's kind of on the older side. So then I say, the carpet's like 13 years old. Been a lot of marshmallow baseball in there. Yeah. We either need a real deep clean or we need to get a new carpet. Because in our family room, it's got, you know, they have, they have bubbles in carpet. You know how that happens? Well, we got, like, those okay. bubbles. Okay. So it needs to be stretched. Well, the bubbles were so bad, I think we would have had to redo the carpet. So, again, I mean, just normal wear and tear stuff that you probably most people take care of five years ago, and we're just taking care of it now. Uh, so 
we put in floors yesterday, and we're doing instead of carpet. Like, I was just going to do carpet again. And the guy that comes over, he's like, listen, nobody does carpet. Like, it's just not the nope. style. Wood, nobody wood does floors, carpet. Man. Wood they floors do and wood rugs. floors, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, and I'm not talking like hardwoods. They do like that, that kind of like fake hardwood stuff. Sure. So we do the fake hardwood stuff. And I think it looks kind of good. Like, I'm excited about it. Like, it's it's coming out okay. And, uh, man, they do that stuff fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get in last night about 1 in the morning from TV. And I open the door. And there is, like, this echo of opening the door. <laughs> I'm like, and then I walk, and, like, I put my keys down, and it, like, rattles through the whole house. Sure, sure. I'm like, holy cow. I was like, I didn't realize. I, they always tell you that. But carpet really sucks up that much noise Yeah, yeah. in your house compared to the flooring. It really just took me ten minutes to get to that part of the story. But that's it was amazing how much. Like, so now I gotta go get like a what, like a throw rug or something like that. Oh, yeah. um, to no. absorb some of that sound. Well, listen, and obviously being a parent now with two freshmen in high school, uh, it's gonna pay dividends when you know, say the kids got a curfew and they come home maybe a little later than I expected. Yes. Because that's what I had to go through, man. Because we had all wood floors uh, at my mom's house, so you know, I'd be maybe you know, I'd be like a maybe 20 minutes, maybe three hours past curfew. And then, you know, my mom's sleeping. I'd come in, dude, I had like, you want to talk about how, like my, my footwork, how I got my footwork so good? Dude, I had to have the most quietest feet because we had the, the noisiest house. Like it was in, it was, we had like wood floors and stereo where one bad step and the whole creek goes throughout the whole house. So I had to learn, man, how to have those fast feet, those quiet feet when I'm getting home past curfew. Yeah, I was like that too. We had an old, old house when I was yeah. a kid. And so that creaky hardwood, oh, <laughs> I mean, dude, we it was... Home. You couldn't even walk up two steps without waking somebody up. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I'll give you another part of the story. Ty and Kaylee, this is how simple they are. You know, I'm like, hey, I've made it to adult life. I'm like redoing our floors. Like we're actually paying attention and trying to invest in our house and make it nicer. Like this is a big moment for us. I get home uh, and Kaylee sees, uh, this was earlier, she sees some of the flooring. She's like, why do you do that? That's ugly. <laughs> I was like, all right. Kind of hit me like, I think the kids kind of like it the way it is. They yeah, don't want yeah. change. No, you know? sure. They've grown up with that carpet for 13 years. That's their marshmallow carpet, and they want it the way it is, whether it looks bad or not. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so uh, anyway, moral of the story, be ready for some echoey sounds if you're changing from carpet to uh And you to better hardness. watch that curfew. Just saying right you better now, watch, watch that curfew. And uh, you better not be, not yet at least. Be drinking Anavita de Louis, but no. if you're of age, you certainly can now because it's happy hour horde time. Taste the islands and every drop of Vida de Louis tequila. 100% blue agave from tequila, Mexico. Good vibes. Vita Dilui, check out VitaDilui.com. Taste of the Islands in every drop. Añejo, Reposado, Blanco. Check it out. VitaDilui.com, where you can find a bottle of Vita Dilui, of course, brought to Jacksonville Beach, only locally owned tequila in Jacksonville Beach. Vita Dilui, check them out at VitaDilui.com. Taste the Islands in every drop. Brett Martineau here at Eagle Landing Golf Club. Played a little golf today. Beautiful day out here near Oakleaf Plantation. Fantastic golf course. It's a part of our Dream 18 card. Discounted golf right here at Eagle Landing Golf Club. So come on out. 
but you got to buy the card first. Well, you can still come out, but we'd like you to buy the card first at ESPN690.com. Austin Lane back in the Action Sports Shack studios along with Coos. We just did Shock Your Mock. If you missed it, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN690 podcast. It was a fun one. Uh, Austin wore himself out. What was more um, tiring, Shock Your Mock today or uh, your your fight two weeks ago? I think the Shock Your Mock was a little longer than the fight was, um, but it's very comparable, very comparable. I'm not going to lie. After the fight, I was like, I felt invigorated and pumped up and ready to celebrate with a couple basic beverages. I just feel like, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I ate an edible or something here because I'm just like, I'm drained, man. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm not saying yeah. I, eat, I don't eat edibles. But I'm just saying if I was to eat one, that's probably what I feel like right now. But here's the question, though. We got to call up UPS because obviously that guy's not getting a T-shirt. Dude, does that guy have to send us his best T-shirt now like as a trade-off to make things right? Right? Because we got to balance everything. So do we request a T-shirt from him? Just I don't want his T-shirt. Okay. I, I kind of do because I don't want Zach Wilson here. <laughs> I don't want his T-shirt. Okay. I really don't. I'm just a little disappointed that you're you, – I get it. You're like the nice guy of the shock you mock, and I'm like the, the, the hard customer, and I get that. You know, you have to have good cop, bad cop. But to sit here and listen to a Zach Wilson mock draft after all you've done for Trevor Lawrence, man, I, just, I, I expected better from you. I really did. Yeah, um, well, you've learned your lesson, shock your mockers. Hashtag shock your mocks, send them in. But you might want Trevor Lawrence with that number one overall pick. We'll do it again tomorrow, of course, and maybe you can get a T-shirt unless you get suspended like Duval Defender did. Hey, Florida State wins last night. I don't think they've played their best basketball game in the tournament. I think they're really good again. I just don't know if they're good enough to win it all, Austin. From what you've seen from Florida State, from what you know from the pedigree now that Leonard Hamilton has built this program the last handful of years as one of the best programs in the ACC, quite frankly, and a team that last year was good enough, in my opinion, to win the whole thing, can they do it? they got Michigan up next, who looks strong, and Michigan's been good all year. Can they beat Michigan? And then can they get to the Final Four with a win over potentially UCLA or Alabama? Let's just talk Final Four. Can they do that? Are they good enough to beat Michigan and then potentially Alabama or a UCLA team playing well? Yeah, that's the thing. We still haven't seen the best Florida State quite yet. And you're taking on a juggernaut right now in Michigan that's you know firing all cylinders. I still believe in it. Um, just the way that they play basketball, you know, on both sides of the court, their depth, um, the way they can rotate guys and the way guys can catch on fire. I'm not going to count them out against Michigan. Um, and, you know, and this is coming from a guy who had Michigan and me by LSU, so obviously I wasn't buying into Michigan. They're, that was a good game, by the way. It was a great game, but, man, you just – it's hard – if Michigan plays like that against Florida State, like I, I have a hard time believing that Florida State's going to beat them. Absolutely. So can it happen? Absolutely. If it's March Madness, they call it March Madness for a reason. Um, is it plausible? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But I just think Florida State's going to need a – a ridiculous game to keep up with Michigan. Here's the deal, okay? I look at the first game Alabama played. I thought it was so-so. They played a really good game yesterday. Uh, Gonzaga's played two really good games. Colorado played an excellent game. The first game, not so good against Florida State. Florida State, in my estimation, has played two okay games. Nothing great. Michigan might have just played the best game they'll play in the tournament. It was that good. LSU was really good. They needed a lot to get by. LSU, and they did it. But can you duplicate the effort So, and the execution? So that's what I look at Austin a lot. First of all, from a matchup standpoint, you can break down the game. You've got five days to do that. But I just think you play the trend a little bit. Can you back-to-back performance like that, even if you're a really good basketball team like Michigan? That's hard to do. And, yeah. and, and so if you take that, if you just knock them down a peg, 
from what they were yesterday. And you notch Florida State up just a little bit because I don't think they've played their best basketball. Well, now you've got yourself a pick em type of game. And so, in my estimation, Florida State is good enough to beat Michigan. And then I think they will be good enough to beat Alabama. I think we'll win that game against UCLA. But UCLA, if they come in, they'll be playing really strong and really well, too. I think they're good enough to get to the Final Four. I'm not convinced they're good enough to beat Gonzaga or Baylor, if I'm being completely honest. I I don't. I I think this is a Final Four caliber team. I think they're good enough to get there. I love the fact that in their B kind of game, they can still win in the NCAA tournament. Some teams can't get away with that. I think this is a good basketball team, Uh, a very good basketball team. So I'm not trying to slight them in any way by saying I don't think they can win the national championship. I just think the Final Four might be the mountaintop for them. And by the way, that's one hell of a mountaintop. I mean, that's really good. So yeah. uh, I think they can do that. I think, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they are going to get there. But I think by next Wednesday morning, if they're in the final four, it wouldn't stun me at all. I think what Florida State has going for them too is time to prepare a little bit, you know, because I think what are they playing on, is it Friday, Saturday? They'll play on uh, Sunday. Oh, Sunday, okay, there you go. So, I mean, you have some time to prepare and you have time off, and sometimes we have that much time off, it means the hot teams can go cold and the cold teams can go hot. Michigan is just, to me, they're a little bit of an enigma. And, like, you know, we, we had Coach Driscoll on, I think he alluded to this a little bit as well, like, Michigan kind of lost their heartbeat of their team in uh, Livers or whatever. And is it Livers or Livers? We never really established that. But regardless, I mean, he was shivers, one of their big yeah. time shivers. I'm sorry. Wait, no, it's Livers, right? <laughs> livers? Where are we at right now? It's not Shivers. It's L I V E R S, is it not? <laughs> we call them everything. Okay. Well, do we know this guy's name? Does it start with an L or an S? Can we figure that out? It's with an L, right? Isaiah Livers, whatever. Okay, whatever. Regardless, they lost the heartbeat of their team. And it starts with an L. It starts with an L. Okay, thank you. So, did they not I say? Made, what, I, what, made the sh- I made the shivers joke yesterday. Oh, I got you. Okay. See, well, we're we're going full circle from yesterday, Brent. I'm still shocked from shock your mock. But when you lose a player like that, though, like sometimes it takes time to to rebound from. And the surprising yeah. thing about Michigan right now is like. They're almost playing better without him. And, and that's your guy that's been there for, you know, for four or five years. And he's been the heart and soul of that team. And all of a sudden now they're playing a better brand of basketball than I've seen with him on the, in the game. That doesn't make that much sense. So are you playing for him? Or is this a better team dynamic with him off the court? I'm not sure. But when you take a hot team like Michigan and you give them some time off until Sunday, that can be a detriment to them. I think if this game was, you know, uh, on Wednesday or Thursday, oh, yeah, Michigan all day against Florida State. But I think this extended period of time, it actually gives Florida State the edge a little bit, and all of a sudden Michigan can maybe come back down to reality just a little bit. Yeah, and that's what I think I'm banking on a little bit there. I, I just think it's really hard to play almost like perfect basketball the way they looked like they played, and I'm sure they didn't. I'm, there's plenty to probably break down. But sometimes you just have these really good games. It's just hard to duplicate that kind of game. And so I think uh, – Listen, I like Florida State to really compete and maybe win. By the time we get to Sunday, I might, might pick them to win the game. We'll do a little bit more work on Michigan. Uh, you know, the interesting thing you say about Livers there, and that is uh, the kind of like the Jalen Johnson effect with Duke where they start to play better without him. Yeah. 
You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and, and by the way, that's I shouldn't say better because Michigan's playing pretty darn good basketball with them. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I mean, uh, but they haven't that, missed a beat to your point. No, and yeah. the team that I saw against LSU, like I mean, I watched a couple Michigan games throughout the season. And, like that was one of the better games Michigan played was against LSU. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, listen, like I said, I mean, you can make the it was it was darn near perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. they and they had to be. LSU was really good. Yeah. So it was a really it was a good basketball game, and there's been some of those. So I, listen, uh, long story short. I think uh, I think Florida State is a good enough basketball team. Sure, they're gonna have to play well. They're gonna have to kind of pull a mild upset against Michigan and maybe even Alabama because both of those teams are strong. Uh, and but I think they're good enough to to get to the Final Four. I think the bad news, at least from my perspective, is I think that's their ceiling. I don't think they're good enough to beat Gonzaga. Uh, I'm not sure anybody is. But I, I don't see that. And then on top of that, beating Gonzaga and potentially a Baylor. Now, we could see some upsets on the other side. And if they get to the Final Four, then the matchups maybe become a little bit more nice for, for Florida State. But I really do think they've got like a legit chance. I don't know what their betting odds are to make the Final Four now. But I don't look at it as a big-time upset if they go to the Final Four and Michigan doesn't or an Alabama doesn't. Like, I think they've built such a good program. And their expectation is to get W's every time they get on the floor that – I think they expect to be there by Wednesday morning well, in abso- the Final Four. Absolutely, and we're talking about a team last year who was one of the favorites to go to the Final Four. You know, and then when you ask that question, like how much has changed from last year to this year, you know, I mean, every team changes. But like, if you're asking the question, if Florida State loses to Michigan, would that be a disappointing, you know, season for Florida State? And I think like they're, to, they're almost to the point now, Brent, of expectations where it might be disappointing. You know, yeah. like a, a Sweet 16 run could be disappointing to Florida State. And a lot of college teams would absolutely cherish that opportunity. But Florida State's built their resume up so much now in their equity where it's like Final Four or bust, it seems like. Yeah, that's a good call, man. And I don't know if they've got to, like, win it all. Like, I feel like Gonzaga has to win it all to punctuate the run they've been on. I'm not sure I feel like that about Leonard Hamilton. This program is in such a better place than anybody ever thought it would be five years ago that it's kind of gravy from here on out. Mm. Now, of course, you'd love to take that next step because you've been so strong these last few years in the ACC and one of the best programs. I just don't know if there's the pressure to do that. Uh, by the way, they've won these first two games by combined six three-pointers. <laughs> you know, they've hit they've hit six three-pointers combined. Yeah. None in the first game, six the last game. Six is more like it, but still, they haven't even got hot shooting the basketball. That's my point. It's wild. So look out. Uh, maybe it will come against Michigan, and maybe this team can punch a ticket to the Final Four. We, we'll talk a little bit more football when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 live from Eagle Landing Golf Club out here in Oak Leaf Plantation. Austin Lane. And Tony Khan clap back. There you go, Kuz. There's, there's your clap back for you. Clapped. So, it's a, just it's clapped. a gamer thing. Eric Clapton. Okay. Yeah. That, that'd be a good oh, gamer name. Oh, I'm using that tonight. Gamer name. Check your boy, Eric, Eric Clapton. Clapton. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Brent Martineau. Yeah. You guys just had a moment. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Of course, it's always exciting when you can, you know what I'm saying, we, we do have the first pick and we are, well, I guess I can't really say it. Um... <laughs> so we're gonna, um, so you know, I'm looking forward to that, and um, whoever we pick with the first. <laughs> I get where you're going. Yeah. Um. Next question. Like that. <laughs> that was Cam Robinson on Jaguars.com. Ashland Sullivan doing the interview, and Cam couldn't contain himself. It's like, are they not allowed to say Trevor Lawrence in the building? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like the it's like the worst kept secret ever. Come on. 
You know, what's interesting is Urban Meyer tried his best to protect uh, even Gardner Minshew the last week, you know, where he said, hey, I've sat down. I've, you know, listen, he's, done, he's a competitive maniac. Uh, we haven't made any decisions. I think that is an interesting spot for a lot of players, right, and coaches. And everybody knows they're taking Trevor Lawrence. What is the excitement level of a player? Like, you were not – I guess you were kind of in that position with Blaine Gabbert. Like, once you saw – it wasn't this obvious, of course. But once you saw that the Jags got Blaine Gabbert, and, again, I'm talking, like, in the moment, in the next couple of weeks – what was your excitement level, Austin? What were your teammates? Were you texting about it? Do you remember? I mean, how fired up the guys get? They all know, know this is the position in the sport. This is the one you have to have to be successful. Uh, people who have been around here, like Cam Robinson, who's been here for four years, knows it's been a struggle in that position. How jacked up were you guys and your teammates at the time to get Blaine Gabbert? Uh, I was jacked up because they didn't draft the defensive end in the first round, so that was good for me. <laughs> Seriously. Like Selfish that, ambition. So, no, you're not even lying. <laughs> that, that was like the very first thing that we talked about. So um, I was excited for that because I think that was – was that Ryan Kerrigan's? Yeah, I think that Ryan, Ryan and Kerrigan and J.J. Watt. Watt were the two guys that we thought they were going to take. Well, that's what I think our defensive coaches wanted, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Uh, so I celebrated, obviously. Um, I'll be honest. When they got Blaine Gabbert, like we we knew coming out, like you know what they were saying about him and stuff. So we were definitely intrigued. But at the same time, we were kind of wondering, like, well, that's interesting because you know David Garrard um, was coming off a year in 2010 where one game away from going to the playoffs. Yeah. So like so that like yeah. there wasn't a lot of dialogue going back and forth about that. That's but a good call. At, but at least where I said, I was like, well, okay. I mean, oh, I guess. But like, it's not like we were that bad in 2010. So. Yeah, that, no, that's a fair point. I mean, there's that's a totally different situation, right? You you guys think you're like, okay, if we just won another game or two, boom, we're in the playoffs, and David Garrard's our quarterback. You're still thinking, hey, DG's going to be our guy. Sure, they got a young guy for the future. That's fine. That's what teams do. But let's not go over the moon about it because we got DG, and we're a step away from the playoffs. So uh, that makes a lot of sense. This situation, totally different, where you can almost feel Cam Robinson right there, but I think other players know it too. I think the way that some of the receivers have talked a little bit, that – Listen, Marvin Jones, he comes to Jacksonville. You know why? Not know why. He might have come anyway. But he knows when he gets here, he's probably catching passes from Trevor Lawrence. You yeah. know? So it's a totally different mindset for everybody this offseason because they know the number one pick. They know about Trevor Lawrence. They know what he can be. And I guess kind of to back to the point we were saying about even Gabbert, this, even though they've drafted first-round quarterbacks before, having this number one pick and this kind of setting and this kind of situation – is so different and unlike anything this franchise has ever had, and uh, even that part encapsulates it. Yeah, because we all thought that Gabbert would get like the Aaron Rodgers treatment, where you know DG would lead us for at least a year, maybe two years, and then it'll be Gabbert's time after that. Like we we didn't foresee this season with Dave getting you know essentially cut during our right after the team luncheon, and then all of a sudden now like you know Gabbert's in week three or week four, whatever it was. Like that, that, that's not how we envisioned everything going down. Uh, obviously, we've had Jack Del Rio on the show, and there was a lot of miscommunications, I feel like, regarding the front office and the coaching staff. So with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, you know exactly what you're getting. You're going to get a day one starter. You're going to get a day one difference maker. And um, if you're a free agent coming in or if you're a guy already on the team, you're excited for that. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. Um, hey, Deshaun Watson, I just saw another tweet. Uh, I think uh, one of his uh, – an attorney talked again. And now the lawsuits are up to 16, man. 
Uh, we, we dove into this a little bit as much as we can. I mean, there's just so much we don't know. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a dangerous topic because I don't want to sound dismissive of lawsuits and potential sexual harassment and alleged abuse or anything like that. But this is just bizarre. Like, the whole thing is bizarre. Like, 16 lawsuits in the last, all of a sudden in the last few weeks? Uh, there's a lot. Uh, there's just a lot running through my head on here on, uh, on this, and I don't know. If I, I should. I, I don't want it to be probably coming out on the airways right yet until I see more of this play out. Sure. I mean, I'm gonna deflect to what I've been saying, where I think Deshaun Watson is innocent until proven guilty, but at the same time, these accusations um, need to be taken 100% seriously, and they need to do the due diligence due diligence on these things. Um, and come to some sort of verdict. Now, you know, the the football side of things, obviously it's probably going to hurt him leaving Houston or whatever the case may be, but they, they need to address these things and take care of these things first, I feel like, before Deshaun Watson even thinks about leaving Houston right now. So, you know, regardless of how long that takes, time will tell. But if there is evidence and there is proof and he is found guilty, you know how I feel about it. I think if you're found guilty, you shouldn't be in the NFL anymore. But that's just me. But time will tell. Like I said, innocent until proven guilty. But you need to take these matters very, very, very seriously because they're very serious accusations. I think what's interesting is if you asked a couple of weeks ago when I was thinking about this, I was like, here's the deal. It's going to blow over. Whatever, if it is real, if it's true, if, if, if he pays the price, it's a civil civil lawsuit, it's going to cost him some money. He does that. He gets. It's not going to scare away teams. He's going to go throw 50 touchdowns, and people are going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, that was whatever. I don't know if I feel that way anymore. Like, we're talking 16 cases. First of all, that doesn't just go away. That's not going to go away in the next four weeks. Now I'm to the point, Austin, where I... I don't think he moves. Like, I don't know if it's right that he doesn't move or, or wrong or whatever, but I think this alone is going to prevent him from getting traded to another team. That's no, the way it, I feel today. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I might feel different next week, but no, I, I, I don't think he's going to get traded to another team. No, absolutely. What what team in their right mind right now, whether these claims are true or false, but like they're out there right now, what, what team in their right mind is going to want to trade for Deshaun Watson right now? Like, to, I, to, I, yeah. There, 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 there's, there's no way. There's but I was no convinced way. he was getting traded, I guess. That's what I'm trying to oh, get no. so, in, in so, my listen, mind. Like, yeah. I was convinced, too, until these stories started coming out. And now I'm sitting here thinking, dude, if you got this many women coming after you right now and accusing you of this stuff, and once again, it'll all come to light eventually. You just got to be patient. But in the meantime, I have a hard time believing there's a team out there right now, regardless of how bad your quarterback situation is, where you're going to want to take a risk. And in terms of bad optics, could be the worst optics of bringing Deshaun Watson onto your team, and you're going to trade for him. Yeah. I, uh, and by the way, like I think Dabble Switty said something recently. I mean, this is a guy that many people, the view of him has been just all-world good guy. Right? Am I missing? I, I mean, no. Like, I've, I've never heard of anybody having a problem with Deshaun Watson. I've never heard the the fact that you know there's there's issues in the locker room with him. Like, I, I've never heard anything about Deshaun Watson that would put him in a negative light. But at the same time, these are serious accusations, and they should be taken seriously. Um, and that's all I got to say about it. Listen, hey, you know the Jacksonville Jaguars have gone through some bad times. They've had some bad moments in franchise history. They've had some bad teams, bad rosters, been been whatever. They're ever going to climb out of this. This funk, 
or whatever it is that Houston is in and how quickly it happened is just eye-popping to me. It would be if I'm an owner of any sports team in any sport. That how quickly it can go south. No, and, without a I doubt. Mean, maybe they come out of it. Maybe they make the right moves and they do the right things and blah, 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 whatever it is. And between, in two years, bam, they're back out of it. This is a forgotten thing. It doesn't feel that way. Well, this it, feels yeah. like it's debilitating for a while to come. Not just the Watson stuff, but everything else. Well, it, it also makes you wonder as well. And obviously this is secondary because more things are, something's more important than football. But if he was to be found guilty of any of this stuff, what is Houston going to do then? Because Oof. say goodbye to all that draft capital that you, know, that you were getting thrown at. You may just have to cut that guy loose. And now what are we talking about? So this this is this is because with all the, the people want to say, well, this is Houston Texans doing. I'm not sure about that, man. Because if he gets found guilty, that's going to be a whole different problem right there for the Houston Texans in general. You, so it's just know, it, it's a mess from all angles. And people have insinuated that. I think people said like the lawyer lives next to yeah, Calvin yeah. Mayer. This is like the. But isn't this over the top if they're doing it? Like no, it's, it's a little it's, over the top with 16 lawsuits. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. I. I I, I, I would have believed a little bit of that because I've seen enough movies and TV that I might believe some of the conspiracy on that. Sure. But 16 of them? Yep. That's a little too much. Like, that doesn't add up. That That's a little overdone yes. if this was somebody fabricating this kind of stuff. Uh, so, uh, again, you said it. Innocent until proven guilty. It is a bizarre storyline centering between free agency and the draft at a pivotal time that they could have been moving Deshaun Watson and a team like the Jets could have been getting him. And that changes a little bit everything potentially for that franchise, too. Yeah. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks live at Eagle Landing Golf Club out here at Oakley Plantation. One more segment. Take you up until 6 o'clock on ESPN 6 9. Well, we'll start looking at what the accomplishment at the end of the season. And now it's not the time to take any bows. You come, you come, you're right. It's not time. <laughs> this is kind of where we are. And... Uh, if we're satisfied with just where we are now, then I guess we can pack our bags and go home. But these these guys are pretty focused, and one of the as an indication was that nobody was jumping up and down and, and high fiving or, or getting overly excited in the locker room. Uh, everybody was sitting there calm, focused, like they, like we've been here before, and that's the the signs of a team maturing and with a purpose. Leonard Hamilton, I assume, Florida State uh, head and men's basketball coach after another win out to the Sweet 16. You can hear that game, of course, coming up this weekend against Michigan right here on ESPN 690, your home for Florida State football and basketball. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane. We're going to put a bow on the show from Eagle Landing over the next couple of minutes. It's good to be out here. Really a, a hidden gem in the golf community, uh, but they also do events out here as well. Had some lunch earlier today. It's fantastic food. The golf was great. The greens are good. Beautiful day. Uh, how about this, Austin? I'm going to give you a quick story, okay? We had, you know, like the golf starter? You know what a golf starter is? Uh, nope. <laughs> the guy okay, that starts so golf- the golf. Okay. It's basically, the golf. He's like the guy you check in with at the at okay. like the first tee. Sure. Um, like the host off, at a restaurant. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. So so we got off. Mr. To a Lane, bit of, right this way. Tee number one for you. I got exactly. You. That wasn't. That was a little bit different for us today. This guy. So here's the thing about the the golf starters, and I don't want to label all of you. I I, I love you, but some of them get a little curmudgeonly. Oh wow! Okay. Careful now because we're doing the show from that place. So be oh, careful. Yeah. Some, okay. Some can be, but it's kind of like a charm to them. You know, okay, okay. like there is, there is like there's it's kind of almost at times expected. Uh, these guys had a little bit of that. So they were memorable to begin with. But the funny moment came uh, 
we tee off. We play the blue tees, okay? So there's the back tees, and then one up is the blue. And that's where we usually play. And that's fine distance-wise. Listen, distance isn't going to usually be a big problem. It's left and right that's a problem for me. And so uh, that's why I don't play the back tees, or that distance would be a problem. But I'm at the right tee playing the blue. And so we, we're... I swing and I hit one like way left, so I use a breakfast ball. Kuz, you know about the breakfast ball, right? Take I take the breakfast like four. ball. Yeah, I just take one. So fine, I hit the other one. Well, uh, Patrick won't play with. He gets up and he hits it, and I don't hear this, but he hits a bad one off the first tee, and, and someone from like on the 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 ray on the uh, putting green is like, maybe you guys shouldn't be playing the blue tees. <laughs> Right. So, I just should say we got off to a little bit of a, a rocky start. Sounds like, like we're it, a little man. amped up, Dang. but uh, overall it was pretty good. And we should have been playing the blue thieves, by the way. Sure. Um, I still don't know who it was exactly that said it, but uh, the whole it. thing was the whole thing was kind of. Funny. I respect uh, it. Don't don't sugarcoat anything, man. We, like it is. we had something like that happen where you know the guys I was playing with, we always we made a point that like at some point during the the pandemic because we were playing every weekend, mm-hmm. we were gonna play from the back tees. We were at some point we were gonna do it, and we it got to like the end of December, like we haven't done it. We just have to do it here, and so the starter sends us out, and we're. <laughs> All of us right in the water, <laughs> and it was kind of a similar situation. The guys behind us were like, Rape "Should we just play. should we just go in front of you now?" Yeah, or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that first tee. Listen, if you play golf on a regular basis, the group in front of you when you watch them tee off and they dribble it off the tee a couple of times, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be a long day." <laughs> uh, listen, we played in under four hours. We were fine. We kept pace. We had a good time out here at Eagle Landing. And again, if you want to play out here at Eagle Landing, which you should. You can get a discounted rate by jumping on the ESPN690.com. Go get our Dream 18 card. They are part of it. Thanks for their hospitality, Jim Hahn, and the rest of the staff uh, out here today. It is really a nice golf course, and you kind of feel like you're out away from everything here, uh, which you are in a way, but um, it's uh, fantastic. We just had Ferris stop by. He was listening to the show on his way in. He lives out here, Austin. Says he loves the show, so a special shout-out to him. Right on, man. Ferris, he stopped like by, that. said hello. See, that's why we go out, meet people. Maybe that's I should why give. You go out. Hey, maybe I should give um, the T-shirt from from Shock Your Mock today. No, Ferris, you <laughs> have to earn that, man. By the way, is that guy want redemption? Coos, he's talking about. He's yeah, on the chat Duval, right now. Duval, at, he said he will go to the end of the earth for redemption. Don't yeah, give no, up on no, him. No, no, this isn't a rocky story. Okay, you lose <laughs> once, you're out. But hey, with, with all due respect, though, because you're a UFC fan, so tune in uh, Friday. Can break down two UFC 260 to give me some props, please, because the show needs it. We will do that uh, during the week. By the way, Austin, do me a favor tonight. I don't know if you're training or whatever, but take a shot of Ida DeLuise somewhere along the way. You no, need to man, down. I, I'm all good right now. I appreciate <laughs> it, though. <laughs> all right. I've, I've uh, that back was- down. <laughs> that will do. We'll do it again tomorrow, three o'clock on ESPN six ninety. We got TV on CBS forty seven, Fox thirty, live local loud coming up next on ESPN six ninety. Have a good night, everybody.